Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new podcast for Our Take Media, and it is Our Take Hollyoaks. My name is Jonathan, and I will be your host today. And joining me, we have the one and only Michelle Corian and Topher. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey there. Wouldn't that be three and only? I know. I was thinking about that <laughs> as I said it. I was like, well, Stupid already, already messed that one up. But, guys, we are here to discuss one of my all-time favorite soaps that is currently still on the air, and that is the UK soap Hollyoaks. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I've been waiting to do this podcast for a while now and wanting to do it, and then scheduling stuff kind of came up, but... We finally get to sit down and talk about it, and we've got a great week to dive right in. Um, but before we get started, I thought we'd give kind of a little bit of an introduction to us as Hollyx viewers. Um, and I just was going to kind of go around and ask everybody, like, kind of when you started watching Hollyx, what some of your favorite characters or storylines were, and why are you still watching Uh Probably what's the world's best soap opera is. Um, so, no pressure, but... Corian, I'm gonna throw it to you first. Um, tell us uh, about your life. Wow, that's a that's a big question. Um, <laughs> I started watching Hollyoaks in 2013, I think. 2013, 2012, maybe. Um, started around the time that Dr. Browning was running amok in the village and ruining all the ladies' lives. And then what really got me to stick around was the storyline where Cindy, Lindsay, and Mercedes killed him and hid his body in the ice cream freezer at Price Slice. <laughs> that was some great soap. And I think, honestly, that's still probably my favorite story, only because it put these three women who were, like, so different and who were affected by this evil man in, you know, similar ways. It put them together, and they became friends, and it wasn't, like, super campy. It was very, it was, like, a big mystery, and it was fun, and they still got away with it. You know, five, six years later, no one knows that they made oh, it Oh, yeah, way. it never came out, really. Never came out. Um, so I started watching around that time, and, you know, made me, you know, me falling in love with the show made me look back and watch some of the old storylines. Uh, I think I've watched... You know, some of the big storylines as far back as, like, maybe, like, 2000-ish. Wow. Um, yeah, but there's a lot of really good oh, clips wow. and things on, on YouTube. You guys got to find. Sure. But uh, I just love the show. I think the show is really smart at tackling certain issues. There was a time yeah. where the show wasn't. And I feel like, in comparison to a lot of the other soap operas you watch, especially the U.S. soap operas, Hollywood learns. Um you know, they've definitely had their big misses with storylines, but they always make sure to not make that same mistake again. Uh, and I think that's what's really important and what really keeps me invested in the show because they just, they just, they get it. Uh, so yeah, I just love Hollyoaks. So good. Uh, Topher, what about you? Um, well, I've kind of watched uh, Hollyoaks into rounds like originally i started watching it in 2014 mostly just because of people online that i you know on twitter that i talked to and the reason i came back is the same reason but i watched it um <laughs> i watched it for uh for all of 2014 and and sort of bits and pieces through the beginning of 2015 and i was really hooked on it like a lot the style of the show and the way the stories were told and the fact that like 
like every scene change has a cliffhanger and the pace and blah, you know, all kind of stuff. But um, 2014 was also kind of kind of a torture porn year. Um, it was just a lot of dark stuff. Most of the year was spent on Finn the Rapist and and Patrick uh, beating Maxine, and they just dragged out and and Sienna's part and all that. And it was it just became hard to watch, so I had to stop. Um, after a while, then I would just keep up with like clips and you know the odd episode here and there, and then I just completely stopped for years. And then I got back into it. Um, with with I I didn't start till 2019, but the August 2018 episodes when they went to Spain for um, Mercy's wedding to Russ and uh, Russ Ross whatever Russ and uh, and it, I really got hooked instantly again because the every you know it's still very dramatic and over the top and very serious and dark sometimes, but that they, they had added I like the cast a lot better. Um, I like that it. it's just a little more colorful, a little more my speed, um, the mix of cast they have now. And there's just a lot more heart and, and more comedy and more lightness to balance out all of the all of the heaviness um, a lot of they do. So I just felt like when I started watching again, I was like, oh, OK, they've kind of gotten it right a little more now. And so I really and now I've stuck around and I don't see. There's nothing at all that's made me go. Oh, I don't know if I can keep watching this, and so I'm I'm totally hooked and I love it. and I can't. I could name like 25 favorite characters and and things and blah blah blah, but it's just it's such an engaging show to watch. Ah, so good, uh, Michelle. What about you? So in August, I had been watching Hollyoaks for one year, um, and I started watching it because you and Corian talked about it so much on the TV Source podcast. Um, and I remember you sent me a clip from the uh, the Break the Silence, the uh, grooming of, of Ollie. Mm, mm. And I just was like, I have to see this. Oh, like, wow. no, nobody else is doing anything like this. And uh, I, I came in at the tail end of that story, but it was so good. I ended up going back and watching it from the beginning and just that storyline, you know, really stands out for me still to this day, probably as like a favorite because it was just so well done in like every aspect. It wasn't just about one character. It was like really well done in that you you could see why some people didn't believe it and the way that like Buster was presented as kind of a good guy, but you knew something was wrong and was off and Brody's part in it and Ollie and Luke and just everybody how how everything was done and the research that was put into it you could just see that there was a lot of time and a lot of care taken to telling this story and that it was plotted out and it was just such a breath of fresh air from what I was used to watching with the U.S. soaps it reminded me of why I love soap operas and the the ability that they have to tell really compelling and powerful stories when they're done properly and that's the thing that I love about Hollyoaks for all of its sort of like craziness and yeah there's stuff I mean it's a soap opera so obviously there's stuff that's out there and kind of wacky but they still when they do these issue-based things they do them really well and they spend a lot of time and care on making sure that it's done properly and then I love that they do stuff like that and then they do stuff like stunt week so you have these like two completely different things where you have these like crazy like out there dramatics of like Storm Hollyoaks last year where there's a tornado in like this little village in in Britain and the, and then they have these other things that are just so super serious. Um, so yeah, I mean it's just so well done and so well written. Even the stuff I don't like, it's not even re remotely close to like 
the seething hatred I have of things on US soaps. <laughs> yeah. Like it's it's just, you know, um, and, and like Tover said, like it's probably easier for me to tell you what character I don't like because that list is far shorter than <laughs> my favorite character mm -hmm. list, but it's like two people I don't like on Hollywood. So nice, <laughs> like, isn't it? And it, yeah, it's so, it's so refreshing. And it's also nice. Like, I feel like we don't, there are some people, of course, some fans, rabbit fans who get stuck on like shipper wars, but I feel like it's not as bad as over here, no. mostly because Hollyoaks doesn't necessarily keep people together for 30 years. You know, like they switch people up and even right. if they end up getting back together, it's still like interesting and, like I find myself liking multiple couplings at a time. Like, oh, I'll be cool if this one ends up together and I'll also be cool if this one ends up together because it's all just well done. So you don't ever get stuck in this, like, oh, I'm not getting the thing I want because pretty much 90% of everything is is favorable. That was something that I mentioned earlier on some another show I did, but I watched soaps for the story, not for who's going to be with who, right? And that's right, what Hollywood right. gives us, right? Mm -hmm. And as long as you commit to watching for the story, you are going to get a great story um, 90% mm -hmm. of the time. Um, and that's what I'm here for. And that's what I just, I love about this show. Um, I've personally been watching it since. So the show came on BBC America here back in 2007, airing episodes oh, wow. from 2006. On um, the telly? Back on the telly. And wow. so that was when it actually started with Brian Kirkwood's start. Um, and it was the oh, nice. dog in the pond explosion. And he came in and he killed a bunch of people off. And just that was his, his introduction to the show was just blowing people up. <laughs> and it's fitting that he's still doing that, you know, 13 years later. Um, but getting to watch this show i quickly fell in love i love the characters i love the cast um and i just i can't tell you the amount of stories that this show opened my eyes to and the amount of struggles that it helped me personally through and the amount of things that it made me aware of be it from hannah's anore anorexia to you know john paul's um struggle with sexuality to um just like falling in love with the character of Amy Barnes and then like watching these big stunts. That's and then losing her. Yeah. Yeah. We're not, we're not going to talk about that. Um, Cause I'm still, still super bitter about that. And I still blame Steve. I don't care that he didn't kill her. Still blame that man. Um, but there's so many different characters that I relate to so many storylines that I love so many characters that I love to see on a daily basis. And it's just, it's one of my favorite shows. Um, having the opportunity to talk to uh, Mr. Cookward last year or earlier this year was just by far one of my all time favorite moments. And this show is just one that I will continue to support. And I'm not going to say that it hasn't had just down periods because there are some periods that since I've been watching that were bad. Yeah. Like, it I think I stopped watching for like two to three years. But <laughs> I, I yeah. struggle through it I get because that. if I, I'm sorry, if I can watch Dina Higley Days of Our Lives, <laughs> I can watch some Hollyoaks. Or, um, or Bold and the Beautiful. Yes. Or Bold and Beautiful, period. Bold and Beautiful, period. But I'm excited to have this as an outlet to talk to you you guys about talk to the listeners about and really just get to discuss the show on a weekly basis so i'm excited thank you guys for joining me on this journey and 
let's kind of dive right into it. So way this uh, show is going to work is we're going to start every episode discussing the news um, from the week. Um, and just kind of things that happen to either the actors that were on the show currently or previously um, and kind of anything that we need to know. And we'll kind of go through that real fast. Um, first up, uh, former Hollyoaks star Jasmine Franks uh, is showing off a new look as she prepares to launch her own clothing line. Uh, Corian, did you uh, see these pictures? Yeah. Why do you? Why is this news? Um, I did. Because she it's a news article. So there you go. Well, she I think it's more great. interesting that she's starting her own like clothing line, and I'm I'm rooting for her. I would love to have Esther come she's back. A, she's a – I don't. Um, but she's a power lifter now. Is she? Yeah, she's like super fit. Like she's like insanely wow. fit now, and I think that's. Her. But I do think it's really awesome that she's like, you know, exploring other options. And it's probably something that she's probably wanted to do for a really long time. But since she was on the show for so long, wow. working so often, she couldn't. So definitely kudos to her. Michelle, your man Gregory Finnegan encouraged James Sutton to return to the show as John Paul McQueen. Did you see John Paul at all during your reign? Or just that, that I, one episode clip? I have seen a couple of clips of him. I'll be honest, I I don't really get it, but I'm excited to get it. I'm hoping. <laughs> Corian and Topher, were you guys John Paul fans? <laughs> well, I mean the only when I saw him was the year of, you know, him dealing with the rape aftermath. So it was very dark. He was very serious. He was scared all the time. It, you know, it was difficult. To, well, like, I saw some sparks of a, a better character in the beginning. And not that James Sutton did a bad job. I just mean, you know, a character that you're more... It's hard to jump in when a character's <laughs> miserable <laughs> and then enti- for an entire year. You know what I mean? But I, I saw it, and I, I, I thought he was adorable, and I liked his whole look and his way of... Being and it's interesting that people are assuming he's going to be with James because I I could see that too. But they're also they're both kind of maybe I don't know how John Paul is going to come back acting like, but they're both sort of on the stuffier end of things to me, like a little more serious. You know, I don't know, like That's I'm good. not quite sure what I'm saying, but they're, they're, I don't know. I feel like, but but I, I but I have a feeling they they would probably end up getting together, okay. and I am curious. I mean, I'm all for James not crying about fucking Harry anymore. So. Yeah, and he needs a grown-up now. <laughs> yeah, a grown-up, yes. He deserves a, he's been babysitting enough long enough <laughs> between his boyfriend and son and sister. He needs, yes. he needs a grown, a grown nice, man to play A nice with. adult relationship. Yeah. Of course, we did have Kyle touch his cheek that one day a couple of weeks ago. I love Kyle and James. I'd be there for that. Kyle and James yeah. were one of my favorite James pairings. So good. <sighs> I watched I watched some of that and I really liked it. I was kind of sad about how it ended. Yeah. Me too. All all I all I want is for uh what's his name for JP not to have to I'm so glad I wasn't sure when JP was coming back and when the right far right story was ending. I was so afraid the timing was going to have like JP have to save him somehow. And I just really didn't want to have to see that. Um, I think he's back in January. I don't want to see them having him be, uh, I mean, obviously they were married and all that, so they can interact, but please don't go there again. 
Well, Stee Stee is gonna be away for a while, and I think John That's Paul fine. comes back in January. I don't think we know when Stee is okay. coming back just yet, though. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Right interesting to see. Um, it was confirmed that Bill Price, who plays Sid on the show, has been promoted to series regular, um, and he sat down with well, like, Digital Spy to discuss kind of the character's future. Um, are you guys happy that Sid's sticking around and we're going to be kind of exploring him a little bit more? I didn't really feel anything about we'll it see. when they first announced it, but I like, then, like him. after, no, I was just going to say after like this week, I was like, Oh no, I like him. I like him and Juliet. I think that's going to be a great hot mess. And uh, yeah, I kind of like, I feel like the actor did a really good job this week. I know we'll go into that a little bit more later, but like just everything he did this week, I thought was really, really well done. So I'm interested mm-hmm. to see where he's going. Yeah. I was on board as soon as they started to pair him up with Juliet. Oh, yeah. Cause that's just, that is just <laughs> chaos, and I'm very excited to see that because Julia is still my girl. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, and like Michelle said, as we'll get into, he really did a great job um, starting this week off in this hour-long episode. So I'm, I'm very excited to see where they're going to take him. Couldn't have said it better myself. Um, information about Christmas is roaming out as Hollyoaks insiders let people at Inside Soap know during their yearbook 2020 issue that, you know, there's there's a lot coming for um, our favorite Chester suburb. Um, Brody and Sienna are going to have a little bit of trouble on the rocks as Sienna discovers some devastating news about her man My over the baby. holidays. Um, Darren and Mandy have their own Christmas troubles when they spend the day with Luke and Cindy. I'm so excited that they're sticking together. Um, and Luke's history is going to kind of make things awkward. I'm so excited. I love Luke and Cindy. I'm glad that we're getting more of them. Mm. <laughs> Leave my coupling alone. I want Cindy with him. Uh, I'm kind of in it right now, too. Yeah. 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 I I was really on board with it before it actually happened. <laughs> and then when Cindy was just crying constantly about it, I was like, nah, this is not well, no. She's going to jail for him. She deserves to have him. Also, that's one of the stupidest things she's done. I like when they're mean to each other though, Adam. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Alexis Fletcher is the latest actor to join Hollyoaks later. That's not her name. Fine. Alex, I am Alex, Alex, Alex Fletcher. I'm sorry. <laughs> you changed that other kid's name too. I mean, it is Bill, but they said Billy. They quote, they bill him as Billy. I quit. I'm done. <laughs> anyway. I'm done. All right. Well, this has been our take, Alex. It's been a great run. Yeah. I appreciate you guys. Um, oh my God. So we're done. Uh, Alex <laughs> Fletcher has joined Alex later as Diane. Terrific. Thank God this Tony storyline's coming to end. All Thank you, you, Jesus. It's it's not coming anytime soon, y'all. It's still I, November. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're almost at the end of November. I'm. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, but is this episode airing early January, mid January, late January? We got it's airing uh, later. It's Hollywood later. <laughs> airing later. That's <laughs> all we need to know. Two months. I really need to hear a lot of cursing. I liked um, what's oh, his name, will. David Tag's interview about. 
how it's all going to be bloody and gory and violent and stuff. And he was so cute talking about, oh, but I'm glad they're not making me take my shirt off too much or whatever. But but what? to let me cut up some people and make them bloody. I'm paraphrasing, but that was the gist of it. He's like, there's not as much skin, but there's lots of violence. Yay. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> and the actress who played Brita uh, compared it to a Quentin Tarantino film. So, oh, yeah, that too. If you choke the shit out of her, I'll be so excited. If Silver ends up killing her, I will be out. so excited. I wanted it to be that bear, but it flew off during the during the disaster or whatever it was. Uh, so, <laughs> great thing. So, that's out. So, now like, I think Silver gets to choke her out for letting him rot in prison. All right. I'm just anyway. excited for this story to be over. Yeah. Soon enough. Well, mm-hmm. let's dive into the stories um, of Alex, and let's kick it off with Azim and Stee. My Starcrest lovers are bonding over <laughs> Stee's experience, culminating in a kiss. Will, Stee, will Azim's help help us forgive Stee for being a racist? Can true love save us uh... all? No? Not quite. Azim does not deserve this. I mean, forgive is a forgive is a funny word. They're gonna have to send. I mean, I think it'll it'll we'll be able to tell when Steve comes back. Sending him away for a while is a good choice. I don't not want Steve on the show. I, I love Kieran, but I'll be really okay not to look at him for a while. Uh, so we'll see if they keep this Azim thing up and Steve comes back a certain kind of way because Hollyoaks can do that sometimes. And maybe maybe it'll be all Wait, right. Didn't you tell? He's got new hair. He's got his like normal, <laughs> oh not racist God. hair. You know, the blonde is racist. The the brown is <laughs> like it's fine. It's it's like the seasons. He's got his not racist hair. It's cool. Like okay. Eminem. I mean, uh, wait. It wasn't me. Well, no, that's a great reference. Yeah, like Eminem. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> um, I don't see. I I don't have an issue with it. Um, I do get the criticism that, you know, it's kind of tough. It, it, I feel like it's just tough in general to bring a character back from that. And I think, sure. I don't think it's like a disingenuine way either. I don't, it doesn't feel like, to me, it doesn't feel like they're just like, oh, this guy's Muslim. Let's use him to show that Steve doesn't hate Muslim people. To me, it doesn't feel that way. Um, only because like we've got to see Steve really doubt all of this, you know, everything that he's been indoctrinated into over the last few weeks. And we got to see that great therapy scene where Karen did some of the best acting that he's done. Like the Mm -hmm. fact that he continues to like top himself in his acting is just incredible to me. He's so, 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 so talented. Um, To me, it it doesn't feel like a cop-out. I think, I think it would be a cop-out if, you know, at the end of it, they're like, Oh, we're in love and let's run away together, which might happen. Um, But like, I, I I don't for me it does feel it, this feels like a way that a natural way that this can happen, um, yeah. like I don't know how else they would have done it, especially since C is a character they want to keep around and they will continue to keep around. Sure, I think it was good uh, to spend so much time on, like you said, Steve realizing you know it wasn't just all of a sudden one big thing right. happened and Steve is like magically cured of his racism. You know, exactly. the tumor <laughs> is removed. He was. You know, it was he kind was of a slow realization and he was put through it. And, 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 you know, I mean, it it was hugely kickstarted by the 
explosion and but not just Yaz getting hurt but seeing Johnny's reaction to to Mizba and all that so they built it and the the thing with Azim didn't come along immediately right then either it kind of came along sort of out you know it was a little bit of a surprise but because it it would you know I was kind of glad they didn't make Sammy save him I mean Sammy played his part in all that but I was it was I thought it was interesting that Azim kind of stepped in. He had, you know, been on the outskirts of this a little bit more and kind of come in and to, towards the end and then they gave him the backstory of having a friend in the same situation once that he couldn't. I think save. that and one that I think yeah. that one point was the cop out. That I think that was the one thing I didn't like when he was just like, Oh my god, yeah, same the exact didn't like that. same thing happened. To me. Like I thought that was a little little too convenient, but Well still works for me. I mean, I thought it was convenient in a in a soap kind of way that you know that that's one of those things that soaps just do, where there's always True. I mean, there's always some little bit of magical coincidence in in most of this, but like they didn't like hit it over the head, you know, just like bash us over the head with it. I felt like I felt like that little I, thing for me was more. Uh, yes, I I get the idea that it's a cop out, but I liked it in the sense that it sort of made it make sense. Like, after everything that's gone on to the family and the explosion and stuff, yes, Azim came afterwards, but that's still your family and this stuff still happened to them. I felt like they allowed having that be a thing, like him saying, oh, I used to have this friend and it happened to him. Was Azim trying to save that person through Stee? It wasn't just like, oh, I'm just going to say, I'm I'm not going to like... I'm not going to just randomly help this person because I know somebody who did it. I wasn't able to save my friend, but maybe I can save this person. Like it was sort of like his sort of working through that, you know? Yeah. More so than it was about Stay. Right. For his own, it was for his own sake. Yeah. Right. What did you guys think of the Stee and prevent scene? Um, so Stee ran away from, you know, the racist house and got with Leela and Perry, and they took him to Prevent, where he met with somebody who had gone through a similar experience and then was explaining the steps needed to escape. Like, did you guys sympathize with him a little bit there? Who? Steve? Yeah. I mean, a little. I just, I missed, I didn't, I, I, where was the other, I wanted the blonde Prevent guy back. That was all I was really thinking about. It was very shallow during that scene. This guy wasn't anywhere near as cute. I like the blonde one with the floppy hair. He was adorable. <laughs> so maybe somebody else should give a real answer. We appreciate honesty. Yeah. That is true. Well, I love the scene. I thought, uh, like I said before, I thought Kieran did an incredible job. Um, he's always so good at selling Steve's pain um because he has been through a lot of shit as we heard in that scene where he basically you know listed all the things that have happened to him things that he's done reasons why he's done it um and you you do feel for him because you he's just he's the town idiot you're just like he's just so simple it makes sense that he got roped into this it's so sad that this just continues to happen to him um and but i i really i I really think it was just such a great culmination of all the things that we've seen happen to him and how he's felt. And I just, I, I don't think I have anything other than to say like that scene was, it was genius. It was really well done. 
Yeah, I agree. For me, like up until that point, I still really didn't care that Steve felt bad or wanted to be redeemed or wanted to leave. Like I was, I was still kind of like, I don't care. You're an asshole. But like <laughs> after that particular scene, I was like, oh, all right. I think you get it. And you have been through so much. Like it's understandable how you got here. And like, you know, like everything that you just said, I agree. Like, but that, that scene for me was my turning point with him where I was like, okay, now, now I kind of feel bad for you. There was that, there was that one line and, and Ashley talked about it yesterday where he was basically talking about the moment where Johnny wouldn't let Mizba save him and how he basically just said like, he realized in that moment he didn't want to be like Johnny and he wanted to be like mm -hmm. Mizba. And I thought that was so powerful. Mm -hmm. Well, this all led to kind of some of the hardest scenes to watch this week. And that was when Johnny manipulated the ever-living <laughs> hell out of Steve. Um, Man, so Steve is so dumb. Stuart um, literally so stabbed Johnny. And they <laughs> came up with this whole plan to trick ridiculous. Steve into telling him his escape plan and how he plans to leave and everything. And all I kept saying was, don't tell him, Steve. Like, I literally was yelling at my TV, don't do it. Don't mm -hmm. do it. And I thought he was going to get away with it. I thought we were good. And then Johnny walked away. And then I was like, you're going to do it, aren't you? And he did. He was like, yes, I'm planning to leave. And I was like, you <sighs> dumbass. Idiot, you ignorant slut. How? I mean, obviously they had to do that to get to where they got to, but like, uh, it was so painful because Johnny was so obviously faking. Just like these children want to see through that quicker. It just was, it was dumb. But also, like, who would have thought that? You know, well, I mean. Definitely we did, but who would in a real life situation would think that Stuart would stab him? Like, and right. not, not care. Like, it just, it all, like, it fit the narrative sure. to be enough that, you know, Steve could buy it. So I don't, like, Steve is an idiot. Don't get me wrong. But also, like, I see why he fell for it. Well, also, there was that scene um, toward, in the hour long episode where Steve said to him, like, well, it was real. Like, we were really friends. And I think that's kind of why you can understand why Steve did sort of believe it. Because in his heart, he really believed Johnny cared about him. Yeah. And I still don't necessarily so believe wonderful. Johnny didn't care about him. Because the way that they have played that, and I think the way that Ray Quinn acts it is like, yeah. I think he does actually care about Steve, but he's just so brainwashed that he, yes. and he's so afraid of Stuart. Because as soon as he turned that off and said, no, I never cared about you, it was when Stuart walked in the room. So like, yeah. and he was saying it just so that Stuart would hear it. Like there's a, there's, uh, and you know, obviously I love Ray Quinn, so. I've loved him from the beginning. Like there was a part of me that was like, maybe we could redeem him. I mean, obviously not, yeah. but like, I just, there's, uh, yeah. I do really feel like at least, I don't know if it's, it's meant to feel that way, but in his performance, it does feel like he was never quite on board with like what Stuart was doing. I think he's afraid of Stuart and he's just so like, well, he's so brave anymore. 
Well, I think he's just so brainwashed. You know what I mean? That like, there is a part of him that probably did care about Steve. Like he obviously didn't want to try to kill Steve, but it's like when you're with somebody who's so crazy, like Stuart is, it's like a, you or me. And it's like, well, (laughs) I'm not trying to die here. So guess we're going to have to throw you to the wolves. Right. I was thinking about that earlier. Oh, I know. I really thought there was going to be some kind of weird moment like that between them that kind of threw everything off track, you know, a little more. Mm. I I was, I was waiting for it the whole time. I was thinking about that. But kudos to them for not doing it. That would have been so cliche. Eh, Either way. I mean, but I do think he played it like there was like, there's these flashes of a non brainwashed, decent human being. They keep wanting to like jump out of of Johnny, you know, but but the brainwashing, you said, is just so strong that it just beats it back down that, you know, his brainwashing slash fear of Stuart. And there's some stuff that he said in the episode from today, but I guess that's too far out. But that also gives a little more. But So, yeah, he's, yeah. I do think he's playing those layers, but he just can't. He's so indoctrinated and so indebted to Stuart and so, you know, whatever that he can't break through it. Yeah. <sighs> It's it's just very painful and hard to watch, but so good. And ultimately, I think that comes down to both the writing on the show and the the acting and the caliber of these people. Because in the hands of other actors, I don't know that I would feel as sympathetic towards D, a character I can't stand. Cannot stand right. at all. I hate D. Ultimately... Cannot hand the character, him. want him to die I mean, on a daily basis. He's kind but, of hateable. I'm surprised people don't try to murder him all the time. But Kieran's acting knocks yeah. it out of the box. And that's why I'm just, I'm I'm okay with Steve being around. I don't want him to be, but if it keeps him employed and doing those performances, I'm okay with that. I, yeah. it's, it's, it's a very weird situation because Layers. I don't. There's not many other characters or actors on shows that I'm like, you know what? I can't stand you. You, But you know what? I want you to still be on the show. Like, he's one of the few that I'm just like, you know what? Right. Yeah, no. Like, he's, I don't want him. He's but such he a can stay. part of Hollyoaks to me. Same with Mercedes. Oh God, I really this point. hate Ugh. Mercedes right now. I know she wasn't really on this week. We're not I there, want her but, to die. But she, but, but she, she needs to be, I mean, she needs to be part of the show for me. Kind of like Steve, but I kind of can't stand her. I, but Jennifer Metcalf, but I, I, you know, yeah, I get it. Same kind of thing. One hundred percent. All right. So, what are you guys thinking of Tony's dirty dad, evil Edward? I hate him. I want him to go away. I want him to leave my poor Finn alone. <laughs> oh my god, his creepy tiki head creeps me out. I don't think he's actually Tony's dad. I was, yes. The whole thing about his name. Why does everyone keep thinking that? He looks just like him. They look the whole same. But the thing about about him being so psychotic about I go by my middle name now is weird. And nobody really seems to like, Jack seems like he remembers him, but nobody else really knew him. So like. I think that was the way that the soap could handle the fact that he was named something. And then they decided to change the character's name. I don't know why they changed the character's name, but you think it's just like I a Jeannie Teresa just, thing? Yes, I think it's Jeannie Teresa. Okay. I think it's, it's uh, dude. It's we know the soap fans Edward. are gonna get beyond upset about this, 
So oh, okay. Well, it's definitely dad, fine. Let's just go with it. And it's definitely his dad because next year Tony's okay. sister is joining, and they are oh no joke. working together. Like because Tony's sister like is going to be a villain. Uh, he looks the actors look the same. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't. Like, I don't have too like, many conspiracy theories. What's crazy? Tony is I've is heard not. this so many times, and it's blowing my mind because never well, much did I think secrets. this. Come on. Uh, I guess what made me think it maybe wasn't actually his dad was because when they were all trying to go through that, like, hey, have you ever met him or do you remember him? Like, Cindy Cindy was like, um, like, the people who should remember him are kind of like, I think so. You know, okay. and then, but like... Right. has very serious bipolar disorder where she no. dissociated for half a year and got married yeah, to she Mac kind and of got pregnant. Case, so. no. I know, but I felt like it was weird that, like, the soap did that. You know what I mean? Like, they put that in story to be that people were like, oh, and then, like, Luke had a very, like, aggressive reaction to him. So I was kind of like, hmm, maybe, like, there's... I mean, there's definitely, obviously, something going on with him. He's clearly not, like, trustworthy or whatever, yeah. but... The bird. I I can't. Oh my god! I was horrified that when he killed that bird. I was like, genius. Damn. Screamed when he killed the bird. I was I like, oh it, my god! I hate birds. <laughs> Do it to every bird. And poked him with his finger and shit. Do it to every bird. I can't quite figure out what his like, uh, what his mo is though. Like, I'm like, is yeah, he trying to get in Diane's pants? Lot. Like, I can't absolutely figure it out. Also, I she think I'm okay that. with that. I would be mm. actually okay with Evil Edward getting some Diane as Tony uh, comes back. Because Tony well, yeah, deserves that's it. That's definitely going to happen. <sighs> yeah, I guess he kind of does. I don't know. I'm just, I'm actually really enjoying shit. him. And he's a good villain for the show. He's not, like, well, he's sure. kind of mustache twirling, but not. And he's playing it layered and smartly. And like you he said, he's, he's evil to my Finn. And I'm able to say my Finn now. And it's so weird because I hate the fact that I'm defending this awful, oh. trash character. He's not oh. awful anymore. But, like, it he's was a conversation changed. of... God bless. This is what this, the writing on the show does. But it was this, the Imran scene where he was talking to Yaz and talking about how <gasps> um, therapy and how he's gotten help and mm-hmm. how you know what? Yeah, I think it was Imran and Sammy having that conversation of, well, then do you think I should be? Because you, if you're saying that if that um, Finn is still messed up, then you're saying I'm still messed up. So it's good. Like, <sighs> yeah, I thought him, I liked Imran's sort of support of him. I mean, they, you know, I. There's a part of me that's not ever going to, well, at least for now, not going to be able to look at Finn and think you raped John Paul. But um, they're 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 trying, they're doing it objectively. Like if I hadn't seen that year, then I probably would be just fully on board with. But he's changed. He's a nice boy now. <laughs> he's sort of cute in a mildly Spinelli kind yeah. of way, but not as hard. <laughs> but not as hard to look at. <laughs> oh my god but that's true though like for for us who suffered through teenage Finn, it was a long road to get yeah, to this point where we're like okay character. we can kind of like him i and i do yeah. sympathize for him and i think that's that's honestly what hollyoaks does well yeah. um because i think i think we we definitely get so especially like in this day and age and like our current culture we get very 
stuck and slotted into thinking one way about one certain kind of people without thinking of how they got to where they are like me like we were just saying earlier like i was 100 percent against let's murder or 100 percent for like let's murder see he's an awful racist he's this and he's that but then you really remember all the shit that he's gone through and why he's really there and maybe he's not exactly a racist maybe he's just done some really fucking stupid shit and then it just kind of makes you think like not not necessarily like immediately sympathize with him, but try to understand what could have happened. Finn, what he did was a symptom of something else. It was still awful, but he paid his time and he right. you know worked on himself, right. and now he's trying to be a better person. Right. And we can't necessarily always hold those things against people, especially if they are really making like a genuine effort to be better. And I think that's what Hollyoaks really does well. They take they like take the the stigma out of some things and try to make people understand and and not even just sympathize, but just to understand. Like you don't have to agree with it. You don't have to like Finn. You don't they're not gonna force you to but if you feel something, you're gonna feel something. And like now we like him as a person and as a character. I like how you said that because they don't necessarily at least the times I've seen, they don't necessarily excuse right bad behavior right. but they there's always going to be someone who's make like you understand it right there's always going to be someone who's going to be like finn is a rapist and he's disgusting yeah. and he's this and that right. but there's also going to be people being like have every right and it's right fine. and they have every right but there's also going to be people who are going to be like you know what he's doing his best and we have to try and support him Absolutely. they always show both sides he did kind of sort of indirectly kill Lori, so <laughs> that was a good part wait know. who did he kill Lori. Lori. I mean, oh, Lori true. Oh, right. Yeah, he did he help was, with that. You know, because of the injuries from that van crash. So. Yes. He really fucking came through on that. Yeah. <laughs> and can I just say, it's crazy that we're saying this now. When you listen back, because on tape, we had yeah. way different perception when the news broke that Finn was coming back. Oh, yeah. I oh, just oh, yeah. Don't, don't care, and I'm always going to hate him. That was my... Yep. Yep. <laughs> I was like, oh, so don't, don't do but it. This is also, but we also but this knew is also that how we felt about Sinead. Yep, we knew right. that we were going to care, and we just didn't I had to. a feeling they were going to get us. Yeah. Keith Rice, that's why. Uh, cause he's so good. Holy he's crap. a really good actor. Even even back then when Finn was oh, awful, yeah, was. we, we mm. could never knock him for his acting. He He's just really good. I he thought he had, was really good. He was a lot whinier back then, and some of that was this. Oh yeah, but and he was so a I teenager. Feel like, I feel like the belligerent whininess being gone just does so so much for him. That was that was the family trait though, because yeah. remember Sinead right. was so fucking Diane, Sinead, the whole yeah, time. Mm-hmm. the whole Scouse crew, yeah, and their fucking accents, <laughs> yeah, always they've, whining. They've smoothed out a lot of that. Lily used to do it, but the rest of them don't do it so much oh. now. Lily's yeah. gone. That's why Lily's yeah. dead. <laughs> Thanks. All right. All right. I think that's like with with him too. I think that's kind of what sells the story as well. Is this like his performance? You know, like he's yeah. like so when so I'm so watching him, I'm just like, oh my god, like. It's it's so subtle, it's so like nuanced, and I my heart just breaks for him every time he's like, I just want a mate. I'm like, just let him have a friend, damn it, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Especially since he's supporting our Yaz. Oh, yes. Baby Yaz. Yes. nothing yes. but good to her. And I love I that's know. not romantic. Yeah. Yes, like and I loved how hurt he was when like Diane was like, oh, I didn't realize it was a girl, and he was like, so. so? What does that oh. matter? Yeah. 
What You're looking at me like I'm a predator. When he said that, I did have a moment of like, buddy. And with a single tear. Couldn't help it. Oh, the single tear. Oh. Ugh, yeah, gets me every time. He does a lot with his little face. It's, it's good. I'm just, I'm honestly at this point kind of sad that his return is short term. Yep. Um, oh, is it? Yeah, I think he's I leaving early next year. Yeah, I have a feeling oh. Edward's gonna oh, kill him. Oh, I didn't him. know that. Poor I did too. You no. I, think Edward, I think Edward oh, will shit. kill him. And I think I'm gonna be actually really upset when he dies. I think yeah. that probably could very well kick off Edward's like big villainies. Yeah. And I'm upset because what I really wanted to see, like, I, I really wanted it. to see Finn try to get back into his daughter's life and learn you know the nuances around that like how does a convicted sex offender raise a daughter like what like what does that look like like how are people going to take that like i think that is just so such a unique story to tell but you're probably gonna fucking kill him put him through like a paper shredder or something a wood chipper uh maybe they'll make it look like jp did it that Uh. whole family has been murdered there's no one left in that family <laughs> Have you thought about that? Diane. Lily's gone. But <laughs> I'm really Harry's interested. Dad. Because I want to see Finn's daughter come back into play. Me too. I want to see she must how be like, that. She must be like be 10 it. or something now, yeah. right? She'd be around that age. Yeah. Oh, there's so much they could do. Please don't. She don't can be, Finn she can be friends with She could be friends with dumb little Lucas. Oh, <laughs> poor, <laughs> poor <laughs> dumb boy. <sighs> Just like his daddy. Well, yeah. I was gonna say he gets it honestly. Yeah, he no. sure does. No. He needs a mate. He does, just a mate. Well, <laughs> let's talk about some other mates. Um, that's Luke, Mandy, and Darren. So, eh. Luke spends the day with DJ, and Darren doesn't have doesn't like this at all, and I understand it. But my problem is that he's saying he doesn't have any legal rights to it. And isn't his name on the birth certificate? And yep. isn't he legally DJ's father right now? Until they go to like court and well, they fight it out. Well, can't that be contested? I mean, yeah, but it isn't contested yet. So calm down. But I think, but Mandy, but Mandy explained it. Mandy explained she was like, right now what we have is good. So like, if you say something, then that can incite this crazy ass, and he could take us to court, and he's by blood this boy's father so like that can make shit really messy i don't know that's how i saw it i'm still interested in the story but i'm really curious to see how it goes more with uh darren's depression because same that's i think where the interesting element of the story is going to play out because he's already having problems with luke being around He's already going to be having the issues with Nancy because he doesn't know yeah. how he feels there. And then knowing that Kyle is right around the corner and, you know, all this stuff like uh, that's where the element of interest is for me. I think that's yeah. going to be a really, really, really fun element to watch um, unravel because a lot of people don't realize but Ashley Taylor Dawson is a great dramatic actor just as much as he is for comedy. Like he can sell you melodrama really well. Like, do you remember when we thought Jack was dying? Yes. When I tell you, I cried every single episode because of Darren. 
I I don't know how I'm going to be able to handle him, you know, going through this depression and, you know, feeling like inadequate and all of this stuff. But I hope Nancy helps him. <laughs> helps him with her big old heart and mm-hmm. other body parts. Heart, yeah. <laughs> need it. I need it so bad. Her heart. Um, so here's a question. What is your guys' feelings on Grace and Silver? Yes. <laughs> Do it. Yes, that's it. Yeah. I'm finally, a fan. Finally. Finally. Like, I love them. I think that they're I what was the line this week? It was Grace like open door and she's like, All you you're just um oh god, what was it? You're dumb it's but an overgrown something, right? Overgrown and you have a overgrown sex drive or something like that. And then they yeah. proceeded to go like or we're growing okay. over sex or something. Yeah, okay. I like yes, there's another yes. couple that I like when they're mean to each other. I like when she calls him an idiot. You idiot. She Make needs someone dumb. She that's this is right. what she deserves. <laughs> She's dated criminal masterminds, abusers. Yeah. She just needs a big, normal, stupid she man. This sweet, dumb, brawny, big man. She's a sturdy gal. She needs a big big yes. guy like that. This is what she deserves. And I I just think it's going to be just really just just like the implications of it, especially since they've like fully explored like the Mercedes and Grace rivalry now, like before, yeah, before it should have definitely been a bigger a thing since like, like I feel like when Grace first came on, they did kind of like, cause especially with like the whole Claire thing and everything, like Grace really wasn't a fan of Mercedes, obviously, cause her sister didn't like Mercedes. But like now that they're kind of like really positioned as rivals, I'm going to be, interested to see what'll happen when Mercedes wakes up. Sure. I, mean, I hope Mercedes great. never wakes up. Yeah. Well, <laughs> poor you. Oh, she shall. <laughs> so Grace Can she be asleep busy, until though. like April? Right, no. No, she needs to wake no. up soon. So She's no. coming soon. I feel it. Those eyelids are fluttering already. Right. <laughs> Grace is covering She's for coming. Diane though. Because Diane was involved in something that night. Do, do you guys think either Grace or Diane shot Mercedes? Or no. was it Liam no. who Grace is getting James to be his attorney? I don't think it's any of those three. I, I don't think it's it any of them. Either Joel or Goldie. I'm still saying it's none of these seven. I think it, I think it was I don't Edward. think it was Goldie. I think it was Joel. I think Joel is the most likely. Yeah. I think, he I think it's most. Joel because... They were saying, um, Rory Douglas Speed in interviews was saying that when his dad, Warren Fox, comes back, um, he's going to have to help uh, Joel out of a out of a bad situation. Mm-hmm. And they're also going to be exploring Joel's dark side. Dark more. side, I read that. That was, yeah. So I, mean, I think that's it why is I him. Joel's I'm good with that. I really like um, Rory, but I find Joel to be kind of boring, so... Yeah, he goes through yeah. periods where he's like really interesting, and then yeah. when he's just really not. It's called yeah. being when he's a priest and when he's not. Right. Yeah. I see like, that. and I really like him. Like, I really like the actor. And I'm just like, so, eh, I just your character's boring. But he's so good with Warren. I really. First of all, another great casting moment. Those two really fucking look related. So much better but, than the first two. So much better than the first. The first uh, Joel's, but um. I really like I think their their relationship was so good just like 
Michelle, do you know his backstory, Joel's, or his most recent story when he came back um, with this new face? How he, no. like, he sold the drugs to his aunt. His aunt that killed her. That, and, yeah, and it over, she overdosed and died. And, like, his aunt Katie was, like, blame. Warren, like, was pretty much obsessed with his little sister. Like, did anything in the fucking world for his sister. And so he was, like, hiding this secret from Warren forever. And wound up like getting Mercedes cousin Bart killed because Warren thought that Bart killed Katie and all this other shit. Like it was really, really nuts and super dark. So they finally came to a place where like they're a family in a sense. So like, I'm wondering if Warren is going to rope him in on the family business too. Mm-hmm. I mean, any- they had some dark ties. Way more exciting. Oh yeah. I think so. Goldie will like that. Yeah, Goldie needs she to loves a criminal edge. I love Goldie. Goldie. She deserves a, a good story. Oh, now you love her? I love her. Did I not love her before? I feel like you didn't. You might be right. I don't remember. <laughs> I think I, I might have been indifferent towards her or didn't love love her. My gold. I love her. She cracks me up. Yeah, Vicka's wife. Lifelong dream, huh? God, she is my favorite. I, I remember one time I showed, I was watching an episode of Hollyoaks and a friend of mine who doesn't watch it, like, walked by and he stopped and he was like, why does this one person look like a cartoon character and everyone else looks <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, I can't tell you, but that is Goldie and she is my that favorite. That is our Goldie. <laughs> <laughs> my God. Okay. So, <laughs> so we, we mentioned it earlier. Um, so uh, let's discuss Sid and Juliet. Star-crossed yes, lovers. Yes, no, what, yeah. what are you guys thinking here? Not everyone is a star-crossed lover, not, John. They're not star-crossed <laughs> lovers because they meet. I really wanted Juliet and Imran, but you don't get me. I do too. We could still get it, y'all. That's true. Yeah, there's no reason. They there is no end game on Hollyoaks. Um, <laughs> I mean, it. it's no just sticking around, and they're spending next a lot of next year on the on the teens. Then, yeah, I'm sure we'll see some business there. And and Sid and this Sid and Ron are don't like each other, so right. Sid used to bully Enron. Like that is that's yeah. drama right there. Told Sally he was a terrorist. Yeah, sure did. He sure did. Yeah. <laughs> and I think and they said Sid was going to be involved in the big high school drug story too. Drug so thing, sure. That's gonna be because he's gonna I, be hella vulnerable and all that. I know it's so good. I just kids. think it's I just think... it's so nice to see two chaotic people come together. It was just yes. like how I felt yes. when Warren and Sienna first got together. Just just two insane people realizing they're right. both insane and just fucking with each other. Right. Honestly, I think a, a little bitch like Juliet needs a needs a smartass, you know, she does. humble little boy like Sid. Or like a big softy like Emron. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that could be cute too. But she I needs wanted both to spectrum. say, I thought they were hilarious on their date, um, Juliet and Sid. So I don't funny. know what is wrong with me, but I really like when couples are mean to each other. <laughs> but like, not in a mean way, where they're like mean to each other, but it makes them happy. I think it's just yeah. different from what we're used to. We're so used to getting just regular lovey-dovey or yeah. heroic moments and shit like that. Whispering in bed together. Right. If the date yeah. goes well, if the couple's happy, then that means they're all schmoofy with each other. Maybe one of them will tease each other about how they cook their macaroni and cheese or something corny. But it's like, I like the way they do these kind of, you know, 
sort of bantering kind of couple going here a little better. I think it's because it shows personality yes. too. Yeah, right. for sure. Yeah. 100%. I, I think not it's sweet. cute and I'm just excited because also I don't think I want Marnie's involvement in this relationship. Yeah, yes. oh, sure. Marnie and Julia uh, yeah, are so perfect. She of Sid. When she's I like, can't wait. oh, can't wait for Juliet to make fun of Sid for killing his dad. <laughs> the best thing. Oh, <laughs> you know that's gonna be the first thing she says to him. About Second date, she's gonna sit down. <laughs> so I heard you killed your dad. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, she's the Absolutely. best. Absolutely. But the best part about it, you mentioned Marnie reminded me, the best part about their date, because, you know, I don't really, I mean, I like when the couples are cute, but I don't really care about the couple for the couple. I love that their little teenage relationship, teeny bopper drama, led to the complete blow up of all of this business with the, with Stee and the racist. Oh, my God. Juliet oh, marching yeah. over there and grossing. <laughs> I was like, Juliet. Yeah, like. <laughs> God, she's such a snitch. She had her little moment and was so satisfied. I'm like, she had just ruined all of these. <laughs> <laughs> she got Sid's ass beat. Yeah. She was like, well, Marnie told me to come over here. Right. And <laughs> he did not meet my expectations. Uh, <laughs> that was great. I was yeah. really like, oh, oh, Juliet, Juliet. Oh, my oh, God. Do you even understand now, what you just Juliet. did? I'm like, you just got Steve murdered. <laughs> Literally. 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 <laughs> mm. uh, okay. Girl power, honey. Okay. Well, this leads us to something that I know is going to get Michelle to rant. And I've missed a Michelle rant. It's been a while. Um, and that is Sammy and my girl's wedding um, without her. Um, so before before you dive into it, um, <laughs> Stephanie Davis addressed her um, exit, kind of, um, on uh, social media. Um, just saying that, you know what? She really enjoyed the love that she got, and she can't wait to go back. But that's that's it. Um, so why? What? Michelle, just make make this make sense. I can't. I <laughs> I never really get mad at Hollyoaks for things because I feel like for the most part they do stuff fairly well. But this was really dumb. Like, the whole wedding, like, I think I I had a little bit of a problem with, with this whole story in general, the whole radicalization story, and, like, some of other people's involvement in it. Because I felt like some stuff was just, like, jammed into it just because. And very much, like, the Sinead-Sammy relationship was rushed to a point just so that it could be part of this story. Okay. And I was kind of like, eh. Like, she literally like Lori died and like a week later she's together with Sammy. And I was like, um, yeah, I, but I don't, I mean, I really like them together. Obviously they're like one of my favorite couples. I tweet about them all the time, but then them like getting married, I was like, it just felt super, super rushed. So that alone was kind of like, I don't get why we're doing this other than to create drama for Steve which always annoys me when we put characters through something for someone else. 
Um, but then like, so she obviously left and I just don't understand why they couldn't just be like, oh, she took Hannah to, I don't know, go visit somebody. Like why, why force the wedding when like the wedding, like nothing really happened at the wedding. Like I thought something yeah, exactly. big was going to happen at the <laughs> wedding and that's why they insisted on it. But other than like everyone being in a suit and okay. Sammy getting knocked over the head, I was like, I don't, I, I mean, to get Azim <laughs> to come visit, like Azim could have come for a different reason. Like it—it it was oh, just I weird. Was what if Stephanie yeah. Davis didn't leave? Like, what if she didn't like have to take a break? Would they have gotten married? Would the story right. have gone in a completely different direction, or would they have to right. come up with some other convoluted reason for them not to get married? Because oh no, Steve just got kidnapped. Like we have I to go. Save them. I like, think they—I think they probably would have done the same thing. Because wasn't Sinead's thing too? Realizing everything that Michelle just said—that they were moving too fast. <laughs> But but she didn't do that on screen though. That was something that Sammy said via text. So like I wonder like like John said if that was the plan or... all along. Like... All along, or if like she walked in one day and was like I got I have to take the, a personal leave and they were like oh all right well how are we gonna do this like were they gonna get married or I I, I would just I'm just curious as to what the plan there was because it just felt a little disjointed and odd to me. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, right. we, I agree, because I feel like, especially since, like, we, my biggest thing out of all of that is just, like, the whole story itself was just off screen for too long anyway, just, like, in general. Right. And then it, like, culminates like this. I feel like that was a, a miss. Yeah. It felt kind of hollow and flat with that. And it didn't feel like Hollyoaks is typical, like, planning everything out meticulously and everything kind of has its little purpose. This sort of, like Michelle said, felt shoved in and felt weird, and did it did make me wonder, like, did they did they have to do some kind of quick rewrites and still make this work a certain way, and kind of force Sammy to do the whole thing? But without Sinead there and Misba being gone too, I, I'm sure it was something with the actor, but I, it, it just kind of felt a little empty. But it also just didn't make sense that they were going full steam ahead with this wedding as if it was a sure thing, with most of them knowing that. Well, at least Sammy and Azim knowing Sinead wasn't even there. It just felt a little dumb. Like, yeah. why are you why are you pushing this so hard? I mean, maybe he was just thinking, well, if I just force this wedding, she'll have to show up. But it just felt so silly. Like, you already know she's not coming, and you're still going to the church, and you're still doing all, like, eh. I yeah, didn't quite it was get it either. Very weird. I did not yeah. understand. All I know is they better fix it when she gets back. Well, I'm just saying Sammy's sure auntie is over there already trying to pair him up with some new girls. Yeah. Like No, that's his mom. That's his mother. That's his mom? Oh. She was his mom, yeah. But like yeah, Mizba wasn't there either. Like I was like, this is weird. I don't understand. Like yeah, like you said, like the act for. obviously the actress, like Harvey couldn't be there, is not on the on for whatever reason. But like again, I don't understand like why this just didn't wait. Because nothing yeah. of great significance occurred at the wedding. So it was like just bizarre. I don't know. It it was just weird, but with that said, I did love all the wedding planning scenes. And I love oh, yeah. when they were like picking out her dress um, for Yaz and just going all with the scarves and just the boys just hanging out. And then yes. Yaz. Oh, yeah. And her translation app, her voice app wasn't working. Yes. So I thought that was good. 
that's just a quick question for you. That guys. shit needs to break. <laughs> what do you guys think about the voice app and the way they're doing it? I like that they're not ha- having her have that have that ringing every time it's her point of view. That said, the voice app, I like it. Yet also, it seems like a way to have her "quote unquote" deaf, but just still talk to everybody. I like that. So I'm not sure. Though. I'm just uh, tired of reading. I know. <laughs> I like it because it, it is break. the, uh, you know, John's favorite favorite word that I get to use now. It is the plot device that brought Welcome. her to Finn. Sure. <laughs> um, but now it's like, mm-hmm. okay, wait, let's let her get her hearing back. I'm good. It's yeah. Time. It's time. Well. Very cool. All right. Is there anything else, Hollyoaks wide, storyline wise, or anything that you guys want to talk about before we wrap up? Oh, I did want to mention, I forgot to say this before. I think Edward and Tony's sister are the the drug dealers. Oh. For the, Ooh, for the okay. drug story next year. Mm-hmm. I think that that's who they are. I could see that. Oh, that could be interesting. I wonder how Grace is going to take to that. Right? This is her game. Say, that's she, her. her territory. Her territory. Yeah. What the fuck? Liam. Yeah. Mm. Don't fuck with her turf. Right. Uh, Interesting. For, what do I have to say about Hollyoaks? Um, thank you for just being a great watchable, not even watchable, you're more than watchable. You are just entertaining, enjoyable, and delightful to see five days a week. Including I love gripping and yeah. Don't you just love watching a soap opera and, and enjoying it? This is so good. Yeah. Just being into it, just being hooked by it, just being yes. ex- actually being excited and wanting by to see it. the next episode. Not going. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, they did that. Okay. It's yeah, like it's we so said. Great it's to not have a level above that. Right, and like we said, it's not a perfect show. There have been years where it was oh, just yeah. not good. I literally could not watch from like 2016 to 2017. Yeah. It was just real I... bad get that every clip every little bit i would try to look at or see in that period i remember thinking no I can't. yeah there's some rough roscoe it days didn't draw me but... back in very rough roscoe <laughs> that's the best way to put it the fucking roscoe's but oh, they really God. they really pull it together they've, they've got always it pulled the show together going right now and i'm i'm super proud of them yeah. um so that's that's that so here's kind of the way we're going to wrap this up um, and I put an outline so you can't yell at me for, for doing this um, the way I've got the our take um, lineup going at the end of the episode we kind of rate the week so on a scale of 1 to 10 1 being bold and the beautiful unwatchable 10 being the best thing you've ever seen um, what would you guys rate this week uh, Michelle I'm going to go to you first Hmm. I think I think I'll give it an eight. Solid. Solid. Uh Corian, what about you? I will give it an eight and a half. There we go. <laughs> Had to do a little bit of one up. Uh Topher, what about you? Um, I I would give it a seven and a half because everything that was there was pretty solid, but I don't really care so much at this phase about the whole Luke, Mandy, Darren, DJ thing. And it was missing. I just like the weeks better where my Brody and Sienna are on and just a handful of other characters. There were just a bunch of characters. There really wasn't a lot of Nightingale stuff except Juliet. 
So it was like there were a lot, a lot of it was like, oh, but my so and so isn't on. Uh, Mitchell and Scott, all of them I just kind of want to see more, but I liked what they did this week, so 7.5. Nice. Uh, for me, it's also an, an 8. Um, I loved it. I loved almost everything about it. There's very few and little nitpicky things that I can I can talk about and I can gripe about, but all in all, like Hollyoaks and talking about it is one of my favorite things, and I'm so excited to have a show that we can talk about good things and not just yeah. always have to harp on the brokenness <laughs> of the show and how this needs to be fixed and how this has to do it. I can just watch it and enjoy it. And I'm just, I'm so thankful for that. So thank what you delight. for being the best you can be. <laughs> well, there you go. All right. I so agree. on that <laughs> note, I hate you so much. All right. You can follow the podcast at rtakemedia.com. We are podcasting along to so many shows. So tune in and listen. We are at rtakemedia on Twitter. Um, You can follow Corian at notcorian. Michelle's at mimic1019. Topher is on the Twitters, but he doesn't want to be followed. Instead, follow No Context Golden. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's and a good one. Help him out with the Golden Girls memes that he provides us. You can follow myself <laughs> at SoapWikiJohn and use the hashtag RTakeHollyoaks when discussing the show. We will be on Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, etc. momentarily. And I thank you for listening. Until next time, bye-bye. You need a new closer. Mm. <laughs> Stop saying bye-bye. <laughs> Keep this in the episode. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. bye-bye. <laughs>